Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat over Zoom with country singer Christy Lamb. You may remember her on our show back in June last year. But now she's on our show today to talk about her new album, Truth. We go through some of the songs in detail. She's also doing a tour of Australia right now. And over the years since we've last spoken, she's also gotten married and welcomed her first child, Charlotte Rose. So we have a talk to her today also about how she juggles it all. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Savani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving it up. Raving oh, fun. Hashtag Lauren, Rave It Up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. I raving. We're raving it up. Christy, welcome back to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show again. How are you going today? Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you? You're very welcome. It's been amazing to have you on again. I am fantastic. I can't wait to talk all about your new album, Truth. It is a killer of an album, by the way. Everyone go check it out if you haven't already. Could not believe when I had a little bit of a look. Can you believe it's already been over like over a year since the last time you were on the show? Yeah, I had a look. June right. 2021. Time flies. It does. Time flies when you have fun. <laughs> you've definitely achieved a lot since then. But I want to bring something up just before we go into, you know, your art album and everything. Something I wanted to bring up from the last interview, because we did speak about um, your single Kiss About It back then. Yep. That feels like a lifetime ago, isn't it? And yeah. uh, you also bought a house around then during COVID and got engaged, like really bad timing. And you yeah. um, hush, hush about your wedding date too. And then the very next day after we chatted, you posted about your wedding and I was like huh all right <laughs> do you remember all that what was the timeline like then oh, I'm guessing you nice. wanted to keep it hush hush with the whole you know get it in the magazines and everything oh yeah we kind of had to because of that that's all but um yeah. yeah I was dying to just let everyone know about it basically so yeah, it was um engaged and then it was we were meant to get married 2020 but that didn't yeah. happen um so then it was April of 2021 um but we had to wait to do the announcement and the photos for the magazines and so it ended up being June of 2020 that we announced it and then um yeah shortly after that we've uh, obviously settled into the house and decided 
they have a little baby now. So I know. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about her a little later on. A cutie she is. <laughs> Did you get to go on a honeymoon too, or was that a little bit hard with your schedule? And oh no, we were very lucky because we did get married in April. Uh, we snuck one in. Uh, just went up to Port Douglas in Queensland again. Oh, good. We had a, a different honeymoon planned, but couldn't go uh, overseas. Of course. Maybe so, in the future. <laughs> yes, we had to do a one in Australia, and I, I loved it. Port Douglas was amazing, and we came back and got our photos ready to do the announcement. And then we all went into lockdown, so I was like, "Well, that was lucky." Yeah, <laughs> just, just got it in there. Yeah, <laughs> very lucky. Well, I also heard that you did walk down the aisle to uh, what was it, six six ribbons by yeah. your late father-in-law John English, and instrumental version, which absolutely beautiful. And then your first dance was to "Words Are Not Enough." Was that a little bit emotional for your husband, or was it kind of oh. nice and sweet that he got to be a part of it? Yeah, we always knew we wanted to include him in some way because obviously he couldn't be here. So we are. Uh... Yeah, we thought about it. And we thought, well, what's what's the significant moments that we can involve him? He's a musician. Everyone, he knows his songs. Okay, we can dance to him rather than having, you know, a, a band sing live, which we did have for the rest of the night. But we just thought, you know, that's such a significant moment having your first dance. And we found the song. We loved it. And then uh, Jonathan came up with the idea of the Six Ribbons, but instrumental. So it was a subtle hint to his dad earlier on. Mm -hmm. uh, and he loved it because he's like, my dad got to walk you down the aisle with your dad. And I thought that was really sweet. So Aww. it was a way for everyone to be involved in the ceremony. My dad walked me down the aisle and our, both our mums signed the register as our witnesses. So oh, everybody got a role. Well, yeah. I, I guess when you really think about it, if it wasn't for John English, you and Jonathan wouldn't have met either, That's right? True. That's Maybe true. Maybe another right? stage in life, but yeah. So you had to include him. <laughs> exactly. We, we owe a lot to that tour. That was... Uh, 10 years ago now we've known really yeah, wow 2012 so again I don't know when time flies but someone told me the other day I looked younger than I did in high school I'll take it because I don't feel it <laughs> <laughs> especially not being a mum now and like no, no sleep, I'm guessing no, I've got the concealer on <laughs> we're all no, good you look great that's what that's what makeup is probably invented for right exactly. tiring mothers <laughs> did you know we filmed this interview well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it. Maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do. Well, this is your time. Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. So your amazing new album, Truth, go check it out, guys. It reached number one on the ARIA Australian Country Album Chart and then number two on the ARIA Australian Album All Genre Chart. Congratulations. Huge, you. You're just killing it, girl. Huge accomplishments. Do you ever feel like it kind of adds pressure to like your next tracks and next projects because you get all those like number ones or number two slots 
all the time definitely like when you've had a number one from the the previous album I was like oh really praying that this one did and I mean there's been so much uncertainty in the last few years and you know everything's getting harder at the moment everyone's struggling financially with all interest rates and all the other boring stuff in life that comes along you know we've had pandemics and we've got you know interest rates and all that stuff I'm like oh is anyone going to still come out to shows have people got money for shows have people got money to buy an album all those different kind of things so you never take it as a guarantee that just because one did the next one's going to so it's always a little bit nerve-wracking going oh is this one not going to look as good if it doesn't when I think it is you know just as good or if not a stronger album but um yeah I had to sit and wait and yeah it was it was an amazing feeling when I got that chart through and it did say a number one you're like whoo it's like because <laughs> it always looks really good on your biography and on your website yeah. but you're like uh-oh that means I gotta keep up that you know yeah. I was gonna say facade that's not the right word but you, you know what I mean like keep, keep the consistency yeah. going you know that is Definitely. that is a good thing you know sometimes my some artists put an album out and take a long break and then you know the momentum's kind of stopped but you're you're always doing it girl I don't know how you do it <laughs> Oh, I'm trying, but that album before was 2019. So. Was it really? Oh, yeah. So I don't... think just because we kept seeing you in the news and you know getting engaged, it just <laughs> like was still out there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, things have. I think things have kind of changed as well since COVID, and um, people want something new all the time to get excited about, rather than having an album and then releasing songs off it. You kind of mm. releasing songs prior to the album these days. So that's kind of yeah. It, when you look at it, go. Well, I did fill out the three years. I was doing things, but yeah, it's singles, three years video clips. From, yeah, one album to the next. Yeah, absolutely. And and tours in between there when you could, you know, when some you shows. Could. Yeah, when you could. <laughs> well, you have said previously that you wanted to go deeper and I guess more personal than you've ever done before. Yeah. Now I can see why it's called truth. <laughs> yeah. So album's about you growing as a person and an artist and you really wrote about your real life experiences. Is that a little bit hard sharing stories that actually happened in your real life? Does that get a, any um, like any bit of emotional either when you're writing it or when you're actually recording it in the studio? I think it depends on uh, like how deep that that truth is. If it's um, a song that's really personal, like the previous album, we wrote a song for John who'd passed away. So obviously that one was um, an emotional one to write, but actually when we wrote it, it was really quick to write because it, it was something from the heart. Yeah, spoke to you. So I guess in some ways it's hard, in some ways it's easy, but um, yeah, you do wonder, oh, if I wrote that so personally, are other people going to relate to it? Have I written it personal but enough for everyone to relate to it? That kind of thing. And Mm. I think because the last album I started to do that a little bit more, like I said with with the song for John and things like that, and it had such a good reaction, it was a bit of a momentum to, you know, keep going and people enjoy that and that's what people are relating to and enjoying the most off the album so I went yeah okay but then you hit the fourth album and you go well what haven't I said in the last three albums you know yeah. so you have to kind of think about it and go okay what what what's left of this picture and what's my story what's my truth and that's where the title well, it's came true from. you know like there's pretty much a lot of music it's like love loss 
you know, sex in there sometimes, you know, I think <laughs> sex sells, right? <laughs> you got to admit, yeah, a loss, you know, breakups, things like that. Um, but I think even when you're writing about your own journey, it's good that we're all human beings and we've all been through it. Right. And then yeah. you got a, a killer song. Like I loved yard sale. That was what I'm going to go through some of my favorites later, but yard sale was like, I was like, what a killer track. Yeah. I'm like, get in like you, you had that um uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of like uh, a bit of sassiness to it and like i loved yeah. that where you know that's obviously you know i'm guessing it was a true story but at the same time like that it's still it wouldn't be as emotional for you to record right because it would just be a fun song to sing <laughs> yeah yeah that one um i always have to i, I kind of set it up with the last three albums that there's always a really cheeky track on there mm. and that's the kind of music that got me into country listening to people like Gretchen Wilson and you know Miranda Lambert and things like that so yeah. I kind of went well that's my truth that's what I grew up listening to I'm gonna have that kind of a cheeky sassy um track and yeah I always thought well you know the last albums I've, I've set my ex's stuff on fire how about I like sell their stuff off this time yeah. and then get some money because we all need money right now yes <laughs> but then we also get extra wardrobe space and anyone who's uh been to my house knows that we've got his and her wardrobes and the, the her <laughs> one kind of goes into the his as well because yeah I'm like but I've got a stage wardrobe and then I've got the normal wardrobe so I yeah I, I like that idea of getting extra wardrobe space and getting money as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't that all women? We kind of just go into the guy's wardrobe just a tiny bit, like just years ago on. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, I pro at the beginning, I promise I won't go to your side and we just respect it and then, <laughs> nope, I just need to put this one dress in. <laughs> 11 dresses, 20 dresses later. Uh -huh. <laughs> when you uh, listen or, you know, even look at your album now, is it kind of like reading your diary in a weird way? Is it therapeutic? Uh yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. Um, I guess I can kind of see myself growing up through them in a way mm. because those earlier albums, I was too scared to get vulnerable and tell personal stories. And yeah, I, I haven't actually set my ex's stuff on fire. I'm just going to put that out there. But it was fun to that we've all thought of. So yeah, as I've kind of grown up, you can kind of see the the truth coming out, but that comes with like life and experience as well. So um, yeah, I can kind of see that development as a person and songwriter too, to, to explore that. Yeah, not that I'm a songwriter, but I've always thought and I speak to enough songwriters that I always thought of songwriting must be like writing a diary. Because you are yeah. right, especially if you're doing it, uh, you know, real life experiences. If you're yeah. not, then obviously it's not a diary. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so because of COVID, unfortunately, the whole album, well, unfortunately, and I also maybe fortunately, because you got to be at home, but you yeah. recorded it all remotely. And your producer that's in Brisbane sent down all the equipment down to Sydney. I thought that was a very interesting story that I'd love yeah. to know more, more about. Was that such a challenge and you were like, oh, my God, no, why is this happening to me? Or did you kind of actually embrace it and, and like it being at home? Um, at first I was terrified basically because I like never recorded even demos and stuff at home. I've always just wrote a song, played it on my guitar and put it on a voice memo on an iPhone. And that was my demo. That was it. Like I'd never done up a studio quality demo before. And then here I am wanting to record an album like of that quality and I've never done, done it. And I'm not in the studio with the same producer. So how am I going to connect my my computer down here in southwestern Sydney to him in Brisbane to control it 
the whole thing overwhelmed my head and it still kind of does. I don't know quite know how it worked, but it worked. We did it in this very room and um, I had a vocal booth that I set up here. I, I did my own DIY YouTube session and uh, <laughs> learned how to make some PVC pipes into a, a square um, cubicle kind of thing and put some blankets on it to dampen the sound and had the mic in there. And yeah, everything was done in this very room. Jonathan recorded guitars and the bass, which are sitting over here. And yeah, it, it ended up working. So we were in good hands and uh, we were guided well through the process. And it was pretty good because I could duck out the room when I wasn't needed and go shopping or, you know, whatever yeah, in between. Yeah, wearing pajamas all day. <laughs> yes, and recording slippers, being comfort. So awesome. yeah, it was love it. <laughs> Did it get really hot in like having all those blankets and everything. Um, a little bit, but I mean, hey, well, it was good at the time. I could put the aircon on, but hey, <laughs> electricity at the moment, mm, maybe not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just be just be there in like swimmers. <laughs> yes, I'm good. <laughs> no one's looking. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it went through like I'm guessing over your whole body or just the top, just through your head. <laughs> yeah, no, it was um around all three sides, and there was like curtain flaps to walk into, and then there was the one on the top as well. So yeah, it was. Wow. Well, each booth is differently. I have seen the ones where it's just like around your head too, which I think is pretty cool. And you just come yeah. on, and you know, <laughs> I have seen them online. You can't buy them. So that's pretty cool. But it's good that you DIY. Save some money, Christy. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights specializing in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1300 135 394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. I know this is kind of like picking, you know, a favorite baby, but what is your favorite song off the album personally? Do you have like one that you prefer maybe performing to live and one that you prefer actually recording in the studio or your yeah, own I think um, okay I'll, I'll narrow it down to two because uh we've just been playing the album out and getting people's reactions and um the week it came out I was playing Savannah in the Roundup in Cairns um which we were booked for 2020 and we've eventually finally got to play it this year and launched the album there and I had one song in particular keep being mentioned by uh, mums and their young daughters who really loved the song and they were like I really love this song because it's such a great message you know to to do things your own way and um yeah basically not not try and be like everybody else and I was like oh good I'm really glad that that message came through so that one was beat my own drum and yes, that was I want to talk about that a bit later <laughs> that was a zoom writing session as well so wow um, yeah back in back in the lockdowns and it started because basically I was a bit frustrated at the time going oh there's all these rules that you know we have to abide by but also musically as as I mentioned before things were changing we don't release albums and then drop singles 
they wanted new singles all the time before the album and oh, we don't want to play any ballads or any sad songs because people are sad enough in COVID. We want up tempos. We want this. And I was like, how am I going to, you know, do this? If I put all these restrictions on myself, is it even going to sound like me anymore? I just want to do things my way to the beat of my own drum. And then there was the title. So I was really glad that that message was coming through um, for for young girls to to get behind and their mums to enjoy as well. So I'm really proud of that one. But um, as a songwriter, I'd probably say the current single is my favourite, um, Three Chords and a Woman's Truth, because that is really my story. The opening lines are in a small town back in 92. I was mm -hmm. born to fly. So there you go. You, you know how old I am. Um, and, You're only a couple yeah. years older than me. <laughs> I'm 94. Um, yeah, and so it was kind of an interesting way to tell my story, but weaving in song titles that have influenced me or particular artists that have influenced me to be the artist that I am as well. And I, I really enjoyed that process of trying to sneak them in. I think we've got 13 different references in there. Yes, um, so I'm, I'm always looking out in the audience to go, how many of these have been picked up or not? Or did I really sneak them in? Which, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy that, watching the reactions to that song. Yeah, because you also, with the video clip, had images of a lot of them, which is amazing, yeah. you know, like people like Shania Twain and Faith Hill, Dolly Parton, Gretchen Wilson, yeah. as you mentioned before. Who do you personally think that you've more taken inspiration from over the years or even more... Um, I was going to say became, but you know what I mean? Like a lot more because yeah. you want to still be your individual self as well. Yeah. Um, I think there'd be a mix of the Dixie Chicks mm. with Dolly's love of bling <laughs> and um, Carrie Underwood kind of um, vocal like range and attitude mm. in her songs as well. But Oh, yeah, I can see that. Too, so, yeah. Yeah, I love Carrie. <laughs> I saw her live. She's freaking incredible. Love her. Yeah. <laughs> and on the album, you do have some catchy songs too. Like we mentioned Yard Sale and you've got uh, You Can't Stop a Girl from Dancing. I like that. You can't stop. You can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and First Shots on Me as well, which I don't know, if, was this deliberate? Because it sounded like, um, it almost sounded like a little bit of like old 90s as well. Okay. Yeah. Go great. back and listen to your own song. Yeah. <laughs> the 90s in there I could hear that yeah um first shots again that was um a zoom ride that happened to work out in in lockdowns as well um I wrote beat of my own drum the day before and then first shots the next day so it was a good day and then the next day was my birthday so I, I loved those fantastic week that's why <laughs> birthday week that's why they were all amazing <laughs> yeah so I, I was thinking about yeah being in a lockdown and having a birthday and being a bit you know well I can't do what I normally do. What would I normally do? I'd go to the pub and I'd catch up for a meal and drinks with my friends. Um, and then I thought about, you know, times that we're not able to or people can't afford to anymore. And I thought that's always a lot of people's reason. It's like, I don't have time or I can't afford it. Mm. Um, so I thought, well, everyone writes drinking songs. That's a bit of a twist on a drinking song that I haven't really heard before. If, uh, yeah, the first shot's on me. So come on out. There's no excuses. I'm going to buy you around and let's have some fun. So. Yeah, exactly. Which which kind of goes with what you said with, every, you know, them wanting, I guess, I'm guessing the record label wanting you to have like an upbeat song instead of like a ballad that's sad. You know, that's that's a party song, that one. Yeah, well, I just knew what everyone was going through. And I like in my own head without any other influences just went, I'm sure there's going to be heaps of people covering the, you know, the troubles and the downs and the, the mm. 
type of songs um, because of what we were all going through. And I went, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be me and I like to keep things positive and have things fresh and, um, yeah, talk about my stories and still make them relatable as well. So, yeah, I was really conscious to make everything on the album um, positive because by the time it was coming out, we were pretty much hopefully out of this um, situation as well. So I had that in mind as well. Yeah, I like that about you. And you also make some killer video clips too. I love looking at your YouTube channel. I'm like, each one just keeps getting better and better. And you did mention beat of my own drum before. And I wanted to actually talk about the video clip for that. Where was that whole filmed? Because it looked really, it it looked like a stage. So was it like a theater or? Yeah, no, it was um, down at uh, Campbelltown Catholic Club at the Cube. Oh. Yeah, so they've been really great. being a local girl, I went to Campbelltown Performing Arts High and um, yeah, we've known each other for many years. Actually, three of my video clips um, for this album were all shot there. <laughs> so if you look at Up All Night, um, that one was filmed in their restaurant Dove and Shears inside oh. and Ridges Next Door for the hotel room. Um, Beat of My Own Drum was in the cube and I filmed it the same day as I filmed Three Chords and Warmest Truth. So it's actually the same stage that I'm on in both clips. Oh, there you go. That yeah. is interesting. And they were, they were great. They were like, look, if you want to come in on a weekday when we've got nothing on, you can have the room. Um, just let us know which day suits you and that kind of thing. And, yeah, we were able to do it. And when it came to lockdowns and stuff, I was like, well, guess what? Even if we're in lockdown – it's still in my vicinity of those uh, 10Ks were allowed or something like that as well. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to work. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I saw in the video clip too, because I know you play guitar and you're playing guitar in the video, but you're also playing drums. How long have you been playing drums for? I hadn't. (laughs) You faked it well. (laughs) I had about uh, three lessons um, during lockdown um, online for drums and that was it. Just enough to do the video clip? Pretty much. And then, uh, yeah, I had a whole drum room set up and then I found out that I was pregnant and went, well, that, that hobby's going to have to go. And I had to remove the drum kit and give it back. And now it's baby's room instead. So. Oh, cute. <laughs> but maybe something in the future. You're, yeah, you're very good it. at it. It was great fun. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. That's what I say. <laughs> and cool dance moves as well. Uh, how long did it take you all, you know, to memorize that? Because, you know, you're mainly a singer, right? Does dancing come naturally? Um, well, actually, when I, I'm, so my story that I was talking about with Three Chords and Woman's Truth, born in 92, I was born in England as well. I came here when I was six years old and Kind of as a, I guess, social thing and um, to get to know kids in my area and stuff. My mum put me into a dance school. So I've danced since I was six um, and all throughout high school and then that was it basically. Um, But, yeah, I used to be a serious dancer and compete and I've torn the cartilage in my knee doing dance injuries and things like that. And it was kind of at that point when I went, you know what, I'm not overly short. I'm probably not going to be you know, the prima ballerina kind of thing. Um, how about singing? I was singing, but because I started dancing earlier, I thought I was better at that um, at the time. But when I injured myself and I had all this free time that I couldn't dance anymore, I really worked on my singing and I came back um, to my singing teacher and she just went, 
well, where did that come from kind of thing. So, yeah, it was kind of a turn of events um, and probably one that I, I needed to really get into my music and went, yeah, I think I can make more out of this as a career and I get to do storytelling and I get to play multiple instruments that I'd kind of started as well, but it was always finding time for things. And it was that gap when I had the dancing injury that I went, yeah, I want to pursue this and give this more time instead. So, yeah, I, I had danced, but not for a very long time and not since high school, which was uh, well over a decade ago now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was good to to pull out the moves again um, with one of the girls I used to go to school with. She, she put it all together for us and sent it online and I kind of freaked out because then I had to reverse it, trying to watch the computer screen, mm. lock down and having to reverse it. So it did take a little bit of time to to get that routine in. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun as well. The girls were great. Um, the, co the costuming was fun, getting to be a little bit out of the box with that outfit. And, um, yeah, I, I loved how it all came together, all the elements. It must have felt, like, so empowering just having all female dancers as well. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's been uh, tough and we're in, 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 in an industry that's kind of pretty much male dominated as well and I've thought you know what us girls have to stick together if we're going to get anywhere and I mm. wanted that reinforcement and it was yeah you couldn't wipe the smile off my face that day <laughs> oh yeah definitely and you killed you killed the dance that's why I thought oh I think she must be a natural dancer here and uh, or even I thought maybe she choreographed it herself but <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not maybe to the professionals <laughs> yeah well, we're grateful that you end up sticking to your singing and really focusing on that. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these amazing songs from Truth as well. Thank you. <laughs> Check out that video clip you have in already, guys. A beat of my own drum. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gymwear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. To celebrate the release of Truth, you are touring at the moment and you've still got, you know, uh, a lot of places in New South Wales still to go, like Coomer and Goulburn and Warrington. Where are you most excited to visit, do you think? Have you visit visited all these places before? Um, 
Um, yeah, they kind of wasn't visited before, but not for a long time. So it, it's going to be good to to be back. Um, actually, there's one I haven't been to on the list, which is Wingham coming up um, near Port Macquarie, which will be beautiful. December, sunshine, beach, gig, good combination of all these things. So I am probably looking forward to that one because I haven't been there before. Um, and then, of course, it's always the festival time um, with Tamworth around the corner as well always looking forward to that as well. Mm. And, and now obviously being a mother too, that adds a whole nother bit of degree of difficulty. I'm guessing, especially at this young age, she's still going to be touring with you, right? And Jonathan's going to come along. Um, well, Jonathan plays in all my shows. So it's kind of hard because unless we've got someone to come out on the road with us, both mum and dad are on stage if baby needs anything. So yeah, um, yeah we have to kind of, be even more organized than I already thought that I was <laughs> um to yeah book in advance if someone can come down with us or whether we uh leave bub for the day or two and um yeah in in safe hands normally with with my mom luckily so. yeah I was gonna say the grandparents are still here right so they're close uh, yes yes my my parents are still with us so and they live 10 minutes away so it's it's around oh, the, which is awesome. love it free babysitting <laughs> love it <laughs> and now, you, I really wanted to talk about your daughter, if that's okay, because I love her name, Charlotte Rose. Yeah, look at her. She's like a big grin on her face. Of course you want to talk about your own child. Where did the name Charlotte and Rose come from? Is that down the line in your family or just a name you always liked? No, um, I actually remember. It's the, the weirdest thing. Um, back in 2017, it was the day after I filmed the Loaded video clip um that Jonathan and I were talking about if we were to have kids so obviously we've been talking about it for a long time um we we're talking about girl names boy names um he he likes a lot of traditional names as well as I do as well so we we're tossing a few out and didn't agree on many things and Charlotte Rose came up and we both just went yes and it's just stuck since then kind of thing and um, unfortunately, Jonathan's mum is all, has also passed as well, and she was uh, the first Mrs. C English, and I'm the second now. <laughs> um, and so we kind of went, oh, if we're going to have a girl, let's let's keep the C name going. And then we remembered Charlotte Rose and went, oh, okay, that'd be really nice. It continues the C name because everybody else in his family is a J. There, I'm not even going to begin listing them off <laughs> because it's, it is ridiculous. All his siblings. Um, all his cousins, all his aunts and uncles, his dad, you know, uh, it just goes on. So we were like, we're definitely not doing that. We're going to break the trend. If it's a girl, let's go to the C thing because we've established that. And unfortunately, his mum had only just passed just oh. before we got pregnant as well. So we didn't get to tell the news and we thought, yeah, that'd be really nice to tie in and have the three Cs, three oh. generations of C English. Sure, she's definitely looking down and yeah. just feels very, very touched. Yeah. Is Rose supposed to be like a middle name or is it supposed to be combined? Charlotte it's Rose. A middle name, yeah. So it could be just Charlotte English or Charlotte Rose English, but it just, yeah. either way, it's a name that kind of rings um, nicely. So we'll, we gave ourselves the pat on the back for that. And everyone else has seemed to like it too. So, I mean, obviously, they're probably not going to tell us if they don't like it, but it seems <laughs> like everybody likes the name. So I, that is I'm true. <laughs> And you went into labor on stage too, right? Oh my god, did you actually still finish the song? And like, yeah. how was that yeah. whole experience for you? Talk about bad timing. I, th I think Charlotte wants to be a singer. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, her granddad was, and uh, we are in music. So I don't know if she just 
had enough of listening to me on microphones every weekend and was just like, I want to be a part of the show now. So yeah. she decided to arrive and be a little bit rock and roll. And it was like 18 days early or something. So wow. wasn't expecting it. Um, she was meant to be a September baby and decided to come in August. Um, but yeah, I, I still was meant to be working that weekend and one more weekend, but she had other ideas. So <laughs> I, was, I was just uncomfortable at the gig and um, I had been all day really. But I didn't think it was labour because she was actually a breech baby. Ah, oh, yep. She hadn't turned around ready to engage or anything. So I thought, no, I can't be in labour because she's not in the right position. So it's not labour. Oh, it's just my body moving ready for it or something like that. And uh, until the gig finished and then pretty much as soon as it finished, Jonathan was packing up because I couldn't lift any gear, obviously. Mm. Um, I'm just standing there for about 10 minutes and then I just was like no nah, I can't do this I'm gonna cry I'm I'm this is hurting now and so he's like should we go to the hospital I went okay so I <laughs> left my gig and went straight to the hospital on a Friday night um late late and she was born first thing Saturday morning and I returned home on a Monday from that gig not wow. expecting to come home with the baby <laughs> Well, I gotta say, I have a bit of a couple of similarities to your daughter too, because she was born in Campbelltown Hospital, right? Yeah, yeah, she was born. That in was I. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and we're both August babies, because Charlotte was born on August twentieth. Yes. I'm August thirtieth, so I was like, "What a small world." There you go. <laughs> so adorable. Now, if, if she does want to get into this industry, because I think it's just in her blood, isn't it? With you guys also being musicians yeah. and obviously Jonathan's dad, do you want her to, or are you gonna kind of steer her away from that a little bit? And you know, the rejection you can get in this industry, and you know, yeah. there's a lot of positives. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, is we just want her to be safe healthy and happy they're our three words that we want for her and if, if she wants to pick it up because yeah she is around it and she enjoys it then I mean we can guide her in that and we'll be like yeah we know the do's and don'ts a little bit so we can give you some advice um before you set off but if she doesn't there's there's no pressure from us either because yeah she, she will also see the highs and probably some lows uh along the way as well so yeah I think she's already got a mind of her own though I mean look she came 18 days early and <laughs> was just doing her own thing so, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see what she wants to do she's already kind of she's uh only two months at the moment and um yeah she's already kind of babbling away trying to talk to us and you know I'm just like yeah she's a pretty vocal kid so I can see it happening but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did read in like a previous interview, I think it was the new idea um, interview that you're like, she has a big set of lungs on her. And I was like, all right, yeah, probably going to be a singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's got some projections Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with it all and really enjoy being a mother these years, you know, as they always say, not that I'm a mother, but they go along in the blink of an eye. So <laughs> they do. I, literally yesterday I was uh, putting half of her stuff out of her wardrobe into a box that she's already grown out of and wow like, when did that happen like you know you, when you're there every day you don't kind of notice it as much but then you look at the first photo compared to the photo yesterday and you're like wow she's already grown so much already so it really is true what they say time flies yeah. well have fun with it as well <laughs> thank you i will good having a daughter you can do all the girly things with her and be a yeah. big kid all the dress-ups is fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, another part that I'd love to talk about to you today with your career is, you know, years ago, it was a couple of years ago when you brought out your uh, Old Country Soul song. You did kind of like a little mini series on your YouTube channel too, where you interviewed a lot of your country music friends. 11 episodes of that. Do you think we could ever expect any more? Because I loved it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, I guess that was just kind of a way for me to try and promote a single, but also a great way to catch up with mates and um yeah we're all in lockdown couldn't really do much else productive and um so it kind of ticked all those boxes and I hadn't really put myself in a interviewer seat I've always been the interviewee yes (laughs) what did you think about that was that Uh, (laughs) nerve-wracking yeah it was a little bit I mean even though you know the people quite well um you kind of that makes it harder in a way because you can kind of just you know relax too much and maybe bring up something off off camera that they're like oh we shouldn't have really mentioned that you know I was like oh yeah sorry yeah it's just because we were on tour and I thought it was funny or you know that kind of thing so Mm. it it was a a bit of a challenge but I did enjoy it and um yeah it was a great little experience but um I hadn't thought about it until now actually so maybe who knows something to do while the baby's sleeping (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't do much of that trust me (laughs) no no, unfortunately but hopefully in the future for you (laughs) No, unfortunately, I think you've just uh, added more workload into your life. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully a lot of joy as well. And you also, like, a little dabble in the presenting side of things too, whenever you did, like, the little intros to the videos. Did you actually find that easier? Because you, you know, memorise and talk, memorise things and talk in front of a lot of crowds when you're doing live shows as well? Yeah, I think um, in a way it's kind of, interesting doing video clips or being the interviewer compared to being on stage I find on stage so much easier because I mean yeah it's a big sea of people and you're not kind of having that one-on-one face-to-face really engaged watching everybody's reactions kind of thing you're kind of getting the overview of it all um which is a lot easier than yeah that face-to-face kind of nothing else to focus on yeah and I guess the energy of the crowd as well when it is just one-on-one even just like this it's like yep you know you could see everything that I am you know if I make a funny face or something in the background happens yeah Yeah, it is so much more um up close and personal in a way so yeah there there are definitely um challenges and I'm I'm kind of a lot of an off-the-cuff person as well I do play off the crowd and um what they're giving to me energy wise or if if I do see something um happening in front of me I'll make a gag out of it or something like that but yeah with this you you kind of can't so I I wasn't really the the scripted kind of person before but kind of had to have some boundaries set 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 out um so that everyone could follow it and watch throughout the series that you know the same questions were kind of asked but we got very different responses and things like that so yeah it was a different headspace completely to to the live animal for sure mm. and I guess you have a new respect for all the interviewers now <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> and go into it going now I know what you go through <laughs> yeah it is funny always hearing the uh when people aren't interviewers going into it and you're like oh wow all right there's a lot involved <laughs> not just yeah. asking questions yeah but it's good yeah. you got to do it with all your friends as well the people that you're already comfortable with but yeah. So you've already achieved so much new album and everything and a baby. I don't know whether you've even thought ahead after this, but do you have anything else we can expect from you in the future to get excited about? 
Yeah, I've already come up with the concept of what the next album will be. Um, oh wow, already? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm onto that. And another, I'm, you know, another career baby, another music baby. Yeah, another music baby. Definitely before another baby, baby for baby, sure. Baby, baby, yeah. <laughs> She's got me uh, busy enough, but yeah, I've got a few songs already kind of for that, but I'm just going to take my time with it. I mean, this one's only just come out. Enjoy the ride of this one. Um, enjoy getting to play it out live because we've not been able to do it as much as we would have um, in the past couple of years. Even when the singles came out, they kind of didn't really get their moment to shine live as much because mm-hmm. we were locked down, things like that. So I'm just going to enjoy the process of this one. We might still have another single or two to go off this one I think um because <laughs> it is still so new um new little baby <laughs> but yeah I, I'm always trying to think ahead on to the next one as well so um yeah this doesn't this isn't the last album for me no definitely <laughs> not this isn't the end of Christy Lamb definitely not or should I say Christy English now I don't know you're still going by your stage name aren't you <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny because if um I, I mentioned the C English thing even Jonathan goes Oh yeah, you are. Like he's he's just not used to me being that either. Because every time he's on stage, he's calling me Christy Lamb, and um, he's known me for that for ten years. You know, so mm. yeah, I'm I'm very much still Christy Lamb, and the the English thing is kind of novelty when it's said. Yeah. <laughs> the English thing is like at home. That's yeah. you know, or even like I noticed you changed it on Facebook as well. But everything else is your your stage name and your yeah. what you were always known as. So yeah. I, I mean, can't. Lamb, country music, sounds good. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, English just sounds too English. <laughs> it sounds very proper. Yeah. <laughs> That's always good in other regards too, but yeah. I can't wait to see what you release in the future, new albums. Good luck with the tour as well, Christy. And as always, you are welcome on the show anytime. I love chatting to you. Uh, thank you. It's been fun. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.